Welcome to Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up with the Successpert, award-winning financial educator, wealth expert, speaker, and author Alfred Edmund Jr. and your co-host, life coach and author D. Marshall. It's Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up. Welcome to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. I am your co-host D.C. Marshall, and I'm here with my co-host. Alfred Edmund Jr. Hey, Alfred. Hey, Dave. Good to see you as always. Good to see you also, my friend. So listen, for today's show, we are talking about stimulus, bailout, PPP, PPE. Um, you know, we're talking about the federal relief. And so our question- Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. There you go. So our question um, in today's show is, uh, what is the federal response to a renewed economic assistance package? That is our question. And so we're going to dive into that uh, when we come back. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Hi, I'm Dee Marshall. And I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. Catch us every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on HUR Voices, Sirius XM Channel 141 for Be Lifted Up. Your guide to living an abundant life. Welcome back. You're with Dee Marshall and Alfred Edmund Jr. for Be Lifted Up Radio, your guide to living an abundant life. And today we're talking about stimulus or lack thereof from the federal government as we continue to work our way through the new normal of the pandemic crisis and everything that comes with it. Um, We had an initial package back in March called the CARES Act um, that produced uh, stimulus in the way of uh, payroll protection, funding for small businesses. Um, Many people felt was less than effective for the actual small businesses that needed it. Um, we also had stimulus checks in the way of uh, ad- additional $600 a week federal unemployment benefit on the top of whatever you got from your state um, in terms of unemployment for those millions of people who are impacted by unemployment. Um, and we also had an eviction moratorium that said if you were you know, unable to pay your mortgage, unable to pay your rent, um, it just did not apply to all properties, by the way. It was primarily federal, federally owned and controlled properties. But... But even private lenders have been, you know, very generous with not forcing you to pay your mortgage if you really couldn't pay it. But those protections were also part of the CARES Act. Then when that money ran out, all of which ran out toward the end of the summer, Congress, the White House, the Senate have not been able to get on the same page. And now we are where we are. No stimulus, um, uh, you know, and obviously people are in very, very difficult situations. Um, and this is a really a great topic to address the issue of faith and finance because it's usually in periods of difficulty that our, um, our faith or our ability to access our faith and our ability to understand who actually provides for us is really, really critical. Um, yeah. So, so where, 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 where's, what's your take on everything that's happening right now? Yeah, so you know what I want to do? I really want to step back. I want to frame this for everybody because I don't know. Um, actually, no, we have not been. I'm going to be really honest. We have not been live. This is our first live show since we have come into um, the state of of pandemonium. So let's just reframe and sort of um, level set where we are. Um, Mm -hmm. Somewhere back in March, uh, I remember March 11th, uh, a couple things happened for me and my my business. Um, I host a big event. 
big event was going to be uh, sponsored at a Fortune 10. They spent thousands of dollars to outfit the event. It got shut down um, because right. there was this pandemic coming. And then I remember going on a, um, getting on an airplane and turning around like within 24 hours because of this pandemic. Um, and then two weeks later, uh, or actually a week later, everything is shut down. Businesses have closed. Um, sports are shut down. Schools are closed. Um, everything is canceled. Now, so not only my event and my stuff, I'm sure for all, right, for you, Alfred, things began to shut down. And so I just wanted to level set before we get into the details of the bailout and how did we get here? Why are we having a conversation about the stimulus and why um, and how does that make sense? And why did it happen? It happened because um, of a pandemic, a virus we know to be known as COVID-19 or Corona, or depending on how uh, deep you are in the neighborhood, you might call her Rona, um, but it's no, no laughing, right? It's no right. laughing matter, right? No. For our people and for people around the planet, uh, you know, people have died. Thousands of people have lost their lives. So this is extremely serious. I know um, so many people uh, have lost loved ones um, or they know people who have lost loved ones. And so there's loss of life and then there's loss of um, opportunities, loss of businesses, loss of jobs. Yeah, right? yeah. And so now we see there's a situation for the, the need for a bailout when, again, companies are closing or shutting down or working from home. Businesses, small businesses are closing. And we now have some numbers around that 40, 41 percent of black owned businesses um, have closed as a result. Uh, 20, somewhere around 20% of women own businesses closed. And so people are without an income. In addition to having lost lives, having, you know, to, you know, been sick and some, you know, with COVID, some survived COVID, some, uh, you know, uh, lost lives. And I don't want to get into the dark and groomy, but I just really wanted to frame up where we are, we are five, six months into this. And so now it comes to the point of let's look at what was and is the government's response to us, our people, people, human beings all over the planet. But we're talking about those in the U.S. What's the government's response and responsibility to help its citizens, taxpayers? And so that brings us into this perfect um, storm of stimulus. We need help. People need right. help. It doesn't matter right. if Alfred is doing well, if I'm doing well, but people needed help. We all needed help. And so that's what brings us into this conversation. And we're going to break through the stimulus. So let me jump in with just a couple of things. The, the, you hit some incredibly important points. Um, and I would take back March 11th was a big day for me, too, because that was the last day I was in the office at Black Enterprise. And we just dodged if you will, the bullet of the, of, the, of the pandemic, because we had just had our Women of Power Summit in Las Vegas the week before. So if we had had that event a week later, and that's our biggest revenue event for the company, it wouldn't have happened. Because like you said, after March 11th, corporations were shutting down travel, sponsors were like, we're not going anywhere, we're not sending our people anywhere. Yeah. And that was also when I realized that I had COVID. Um, thank God, it was my, the symptoms were mild. 
I didn't really get it confirmed until six months later because I wasn't an emergency case and tests weren't available. Mm. But what we're also seeing is, like I said, almost like a tale of two stories. When we look up, talk, look at how the, the virus has revealed um, dis disparities in healthcare in black and brown communities. Like the virus doesn't discriminate, but the systems that we all operate in, in does. Yeah. Um, so you're seeing a real kind of have and have nots. If you work a desk job and, and you know, you can work from home, you're in technology, you're in communications like I am, we're impacted, but we can still work. Right. But a lot of black and brown people are either frontline workers who are really putting themselves on the front line for the virus, That's or right. they have jobs where they can't work at all. Um, That's right. If you're in the restaurant industry, you are you're just out. You can't, you know, they're trying to struggle to reopen, but for four or five months, they couldn't even open their doors. That's so right. it has huge implications for our communities. That's right. And so you have to think about it, um, right? What do people do? So if you are, uh, you know, the salon owner, the hair salon owner, the barber salon or the barber shop owner, um, if you own a commercial cleaning or residential um, house cleaning, right? Uh, my housekeeper, like she couldn't come, like you can't come in and I don't want you to come in. But if we think about all of those, when you um, think about retail, retail doesn't have the luxury to work from home. What do you do? And then schools, if you think about the babies and the kids and the children that have to school from home, but didn't have broadband, right? And a lot of Broadband, right? Yeah. It's like broadband is a luxury. Working from home is a became a luxury to be able to do that, where so many people uh, did not have the luxury, and so um, just so many. What about the luxury of space? I mean, some of us, and I'm one of them. Um, you know, just two people in a nice house with multiple rooms. We can go to our separate corners, as we did when I self quarantined. Yeah. But if you have families where you have two parents, one is trying to work from home, three kids, they got to be homeschooled somehow, you know, even if they do have the technology, and maybe they're in a two-bedroom apartment in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. And there's no yard, there's no deck, there's no, it, it, it's a big issue. And, it, and then, you know, then you might have an elderly person, you know, a mother who is also very vulnerable to the virus, and you have multiple generations living in the same home. It, it, it's a huge, huge set of disparities. Yeah, yeah. And so if ever there was a time where faith and finance, which is what this show is about, if ever there was a time um, for those two things to be so front and center, right? Our finances um, became a huge um, lifeline, whether or not we had or we didn't. I mean, just having the finances to purchase a mask and gloves and supplies, um, there's just so much of this that really speaks to what this show is about. It's about finances and it's about faith. Um, and those are the two things that that we that were essential. They were they were essential um, elements of what we needed to really be in this space, having the faith that, you know, listen, if you didn't know God before uh, Corona, Rona, COVID, you, you, I bet you know God now, and and this really was the time to go in closer and really get on your knees and to pray, God, what is this? This is we've never seen anything like this, and so, um, so yeah, yeah, so, 
Um, and then even church, if you think about that, like, right? Natural. Oh, yeah, big time. Huge shift. Huge shift. And yeah. again, there were some ministries, some of them very large, or maybe they were had younger um, congregations, so they were more tech savvy. Yep. Some of them were able to adapt very quickly. In fact, I, I talked to at least a couple of pastors this is back in April that said that their giving actually went up because they were prepared. And you got to understand, there's more to it than just I can watch the service on my computer. It's um, do you have your, your financial system set up to accept donations online? That's right. You know, if, if, you don't, if you don't have that set up or you have, a, you have a congregation that's not tech savvy enough to even trust that, even if they have the ability to do it. So you had some churches that were saying, listen, we're doing great. We're bringing in more revenue. We'll be able to sustain our ministries, even add new ministries to help people who are suffering um, yeah. from the pandemic. Then you had this other group of churches, maybe a much larger group, mm-hmm. that were dying on the, literally dying on the vine because they couldn't serve the um, congregation. They couldn't do offerings. Um, it, it, it was really, really a reality check for what it means to have ministry and have a church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we come back, I think it's so appropriate then we move into, right, and then where is the help? Where, uh, you know, beyond having um, medical care, right, that would have been, I think, the number one critical survival or critical success factors, having medical care and attention if you were ill during the season, but then it would be finances, just really being able to provide for yourself because so many people, their paycheck got cut immediately or their, whether, whether it was that they lost their income or whether it is that they had to take a pay cut. But then the question becomes, um, then where do you go? And so when we come back, I really want to talk about um, the government and the government's responsibility, but also we're going to wind uh, around out the show with God because this is a show about faith and it's a show about finances. And so we needed financial resources to, to survive, but we really need God who is source and supply. And so we will come back in just a moment. Um, my name is DC Marshall and he is Alfred Edmund Jr. And this is- right here. It's Be Lifted Up. We'll be right back. It's your guide to living an abundant life. Be Lifted Up. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. And I'm DC Marshall. Join our conversation right here on HUR Voices Sirius XM Channel 141. And we're back. I am DC Marshall, and he is Alfred Edmund Jr. And we're here talking about the stimulus, lack thereof, everything that we all are experiencing financially, the testing of our faith, health-wise, as we navigate through the current coronavirus crisis. Um, and one of the things that I really want to stress is this, this, this idea that God always makes a way for us. There's always escape. There's never a place that God puts us that there's not a way to a better place. And that's very, very important to remember in the context, whatever we're dealing with, you know, whether it's health issues, whether it's job issues, whether it's your business, whether it's your personal finances. One of the principles I want to talk about is mindset Um, and this idea that while we're in crisis, um, all things work to the good of those of us who love the Lord. So I want you to think of two things, changes that we're making that maybe we were forced to make because of the pandemic 
but actually were good for us or good things for us, things that we will likely continue as individuals, as businesses, with our money, with our finances, with our lifestyles um, after the quote unquote crisis is over. So God is giving us the opportunity to do a new thing. He's doing a new thing in our lives, even if it's not under comfortable circumstances. And we need to pay attention to that. The other thing we need to pay attention to is, is this idea that our provision doesn't necessarily come from the government. It comes through the government. It comes through other sources. And we're going to talk about some of those sources um, before the show is over. But it's important to understand that your provider is not in Congress. Your provider is not in the White House. Your provider is not in the mayor's office or the governor's office. They're, those are all vehicles through which you can be provided for in addition to other resources that may be available um, in your family, in your community. But you, you will lose faith very quickly. You become very discouraged very quickly, especially depending on where you live in this country. Um, if you're saying, oh, my God, my governor or my mayor is going to fix this for me. And so once you accept that God always gives you a way out, mindset conversation, there's a way. Once you accept that many of the changes that you are making were changes you could have made all along and that are actually going to be good for you in the long run. And once you recognize that you will be provided for and, and to operate with that mindset, you're going to be much more prepared to recognize this provision uh, when it appears. In fact, it's probably right around you. One of the things I've been experiencing um, in, in this last you know, six or seven months of being in my house, um, and I'm someone who has worked from home primarily for the last six years, is how much what I call buried treasure is in my house. Just things that I have that I never used, or I kind of took for advantage. I didn't get the value out of it. Um, and so the parable of the talents, we think of the parable of the talent in terms of the, the servants who invested well. Yeah. And we only remember the one that buried his talent for getting punished and thrown off the property. But we don't remember, we don't, I, I realized a different lesson around that buried talent. And that is many of the solutions that we're praying to God for God has already given it to us all along and we're either overlooking it or taking it for granted or undervaluing it. And, and what I've experienced because of a mindset shift that I had to go through being in my home was most of the stuff that I thought I needed, I actually had. <laughs> and it wasn't about God providing some new thing. It was about me appreciating what he already has provided for me and me using that as resources and provision to get through this very challenging period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, you know, I have, when I think about mindset and so when it comes to uh, COVID and being quarantined out of the gate, um, I had launched a, uh, an online, um, it was an online uh, uh, Rock Rule event because that was my event that was uh, canceled. And it was basically to really help people anchor and um, take control of their thoughts and how they would experience this quarantine and, and, and COVID. And so what I have been sharing with people in the beginning in terms of how I was thinking is there is, and I'm talking about during this quarantine and during COVID, um, there's two teams. There is an A team and a B team. And the A team during this time are the people who are consumed with um, COVID and the cases and the deaths and just tracking it hour by hour. 
And I know it was tempting to do that, but it doesn't it doesn't serve us, right? Because if we're talking about mindset before we get to talking about the federal government and bailing us out, um, um, I really just wanted to help get perspective. So there's an A team, but then there's a B team. And the B team are the people who are not consumed with COVID or uh, the coronavirus, but people who are going to be the multimillionaires, because there are people who are going to come out of this um, wealthy and well and healthy on the other side. And so the B team is, I like to call the billionaires team. It's the people who are creating the solutions to problems that exist right now. They are the answer to the question right now. And so I was really framing this with there's an A team being all consumed with the coronavirus and COVID. And unless your job requires you to, I was telling people, shut off the television because you don't need to check in hour by hour because there is nothing significantly that is going to personally impact you um, hour by hour that you need to check in and it doesn't serve you. You're not going to be well. So we're talking about mindset. Before we get to the federal government bailing us out, let's talk about our mindset. So the AT and then the B team. And what I was sharing with folks is pick a team. You get to be on a team because the B team are the people who are going to take advantage of this reset. This is a hard reset financially, emotionally. I mean, if you are healthy and well, your next order of business, if you want to be on this B team, is thinking about how you reset your life financially, millionaires and billionaires are made during recessions or what 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 it looked like at the time. And so when it comes to mindset in this season, again, before we get to the government bailing us out, it's gain or get perspective on the thing, kind of where we are. And, and once we are healthy and well, anchor in and make a definitive decision when it comes to mindset, Think about who you want to be in crises. Think about who you want to be in this pandemic. Think about how you want to come out on the other side. And really write your manifesto, write your letter. Um, at the end of this uh, you know, season, You know, on the other side of this pandemic, I declare and decree. And because this is a show um, of faith and finance, I declare and decree that I am a survivor. Survivor, I will come out on the other side. God is still in charge. And even yes. though the pandemic is real, even though we believe COVID is real, we're going to respect the authorities, but God is still in charge. And so when it comes to mindset, Alfred, how I had framed this from the very beginning that really helped me to survive and even to help my community um, survive in terms of the women who follow Girlfriends Pray um, or the people who follow at DC Marshall, the people who were um, scheduled to attend Winrock Rule. It was helping other people see possibility and explore possibility in the pandemic. Your first responsibility is to be healthy and safe, but then your next is to get control of your mind because the word of the Lord says that we are to take captive our thoughts. The word of the Lord says that we are to think on these things, whatever things are true, whatever things are righteous, whatever things are noble, whatever things are praiseworthy, think on these things. So God gave us uh, some anchoring, if you will, even now, even in a pandemic. And so I love that you brought up for this segment, 
for us to talk about mindset specifically before we get to our question for, you know, this show is really about, um, you know, the stimulus. And, and so while the government may have a responsibility to us, we have first a responsibility to ourselves. And that mm-hmm. is to perspective to get clarity to anchor to make a definitive decision and making a definitive decision is about choosing between two or more options i can go down this road and i can go under listen i could i i I mean depression is calling our names suicidal thoughts was calling our names if we thought about where we were but guess what God gave us options and an opportunity and he told us how to think and we are not to flinch. And so I get super, I think, encouraged is the right word. It's excited, but it's encouraged because what we have, Alfred, that people don't have who don't believe in God or who don't know God is they have no hope. But the hallmark of a believer is hope. The word of the Lord says in Jeremiah 29, 11, my plan, children, is not to harm you. My yeah. plan is to prosper you and to give you what? Hope and the future. So as long as we are living, even now, our responsibility as children of God We are, look, children of God. Uh, We are a daughter and son of the most high God, children of the king and heir and heirs to the throne. And that's all I have to say about mindset. Well, let me say this, because you're just ringing all the bells, girl, as you always do. So first of all, and and I've had this conversation with many entrepreneurs, I mean, including you, when you talk about the A team or the B team, and it's what I tell people all the time, don't get so caught up in the urgent that you forget what's really important. And so you're right. I mean, I'm a journalist. It is part of my job to stay on top of it's your job. You know, that's right. That's right. But even I, as a journalist, said I don't need to see that more than twice a day. Check that's in the right. morning, where is it? Check at the end of the day, where is it? Cool. Because that, anything more than that is beyond, it's no good for my mental and spiritual health to deep dive into that. And by the way, then you become obsessed with that and you don't get focused on the time and the space that God has given you to do what's really important, your future, your life, what it's going to be after this. So again, I tell people all the time, don't get so caught up in the urgent that you forget what's important. And if you're not literally ill right now, as I said, even when I was ill, I wasn't ill, ill, but once it was, I was cleared, then that urgency was gone. And now it's time for me to focus on the important thing. The other thing is I've been telling people that, and this is not the first chapter of my life that I've had this, I call this cocoon season. Mm. This is a good time for metamorphosis. I'm trying to remember the last time I had this extended period of just, you know, and and I I don't know, Dee, if I ever told you this, I do a day of silence maybe twice a year. Some people do it more often. I do a day where I don't talk for at least 24 hours. That's good. Because then I only, after a few hours, it takes a while for it to set in, but after you do it, um, I only can hear my voice and God's voice after I've shut up for a long time. And because I've shut up, I don't hear my voice anymore. I'm just hearing God's voice. That's and good. I would say that, that many people who are wise in this space are taking this, um, this, this period of whether you call it quarantining or um, you know, sheltering in or whatever and saying, listen, when was the last time you could just stop? Yeah. And just think and listen to God and listen to yourself and listen to your own heart and, and really assess, um, you know, what you have as opposed to what you don't have and what you 
you've been given as opposed to what you don't have yet. And so I, I call it cocoon season. I said, this is when the metamorphosis takes place. And to your point, if you're still here, if you're still living, then you are supposed to have hope as a child of God. Yeah. Because yeah. you have a future. Yeah. And the future has been promised to you is a good future. So I mean, yeah. you got me jumping out of my chair. Because <laughs> you're you're right. And and, and I, I've been telling people, especially if you, you, you're in a position where you're not ill, um, your family members are are, are well and safe. Yeah. yeah. And whether it's because of government giving you a moratorium or your mortgage lender giving you a moratorium or you still can make some money off of a job, whatever it is, if you're in a space where you have shelter, food, and you're safe, yeah, don't worry about what's going to happen. Take yeah. this time. You might not get a respite like this again for another, you know, five years, depending on what's going on in the world and in your life. Yeah. And so, and that said, that leads us to when we come back, once we have done our work, then we're going to get to, and what's the government's responsibility to American citizens, taxpayers? So stay right there. We'll be right back. It's Be Lifted Up. I'm D.C. Marshall. And I'm Alfred Edwards, Jr. Join us and have a conversation on how do you live an abundant life. It's Be Lifted Up every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time right here on HUR Voices, Sirius XM Channel 141. Welcome back to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. here with the wonderful, the amazing Queen DC Marshall. And uh, we've been talking to you about the stimulus, the lack thereof, your mindset around that, your faith around that. Yep. And now we're gonna get down to the nuts, the brass nuts, the, you know, the nuts and bolts of what we can do, what we can expect from the government and their responsibility to us to provide relief. Yep. And so I think the first and the biggest was that unemployment check, right? That $1,200, right? So mm -hmm. that happened somewhere in what, like May was that? Like the first um, stimulus was in May. Well, was one time $1,200 $1, stimulus. Yep. That was one for unemployment, you know. Then on top of that, there was the additional $600 a week of federal unemployment for the unemployed on top of whatever they got from their state. Uh, and that was huge. I mean, the one-time hit of the $1,200 stimulus check obviously was important for those who were able to get it. But where, where people really was hit hard was when that $600 weekly stimulus ran out for those who were unemployed and there was nothing to replace it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, they're discussing a variety of issues. Uh, you know, the, the Democrats or the House, which is democratically controlled or Democratic Party controlled, wants to resume and continue the $600 a month, um, you know, weekly unemployment for those who are unemployed. Um, both parties seem to be agreed on at least one more $1,200 one-time stimulus check for those who are eligible. The GOP original proposal was they only wanted to do $400 um, additional of which $100 the states needed to kick in. Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 you know, and that's, they pretty much deadlocked over that with neither side wanting to move. Um, um, and, and of course, President Trump issued an executive order um, that supposedly was going to come up with some relief, but that executive order really is meaningless in terms of its ability to be executed. 
don't say anything. Don't say anything. Let's get to the numbers because I'm yeah. gonna try to stay straight faced here. Um, since you're doing a good job. I'm a, let's, I'm a, I'm, let's run the number. What'd you say? <laughs> so you're doing a good job. Yeah, because that that last <laughs> comment that, out. that last comment, I almost quit. Okay, <laughs> let's run the numbers. Okay, so. Um, in terms of just the checks and balances, so we do know that checks and balances still exist. Congress returned us uh, to or from recess um, on July 13th, right, to work on the Health and Economic Recovery Emergency Solutions, which is the HEROES Act, right? And so here are some of the things that were on the table. We know that there we have nothing yet, but here are some of the things that were on the table. So number one, a second stimulus check. That would be another one-time $1,200. Number two, unemployment benefit enhancement. And that's somewhere between 200 and 600 weekly. Um, number three, return to work uh, bonus. That's a proposed $450. And then a payroll uh, tax cut to eliminate Social Security and Medicare tax deductions. Um, we have to watch that one. There's also school funding on the table, $105 billion to open schools versus over $1 trillion to open schools and supplement state and local uh, funding. And then there's liability protection. So for businesses, hospitals, and schools for five years retroactive December 2019. Then there is student loan forgiveness, $10,000 for struggling borrowers. Um, yes, for that student loan forgiveness. I know that makes a lot of people happy. And then there is, a, okay, you all remember PPP, payroll protection program. So that's on this next round. Um, a new round for businesses, the first round expires on August 8th. And so um, you heard me mention at the beginning of the show, um, approximately 40% of Black-owned businesses close. They uh, you know, canceled, closed, died, are no more as a result of COVID, corona, and actually as a result of them probably not receiving the funding because I heard, and don't quote me on this, there was a substantial amount left that was not dispersed, that did not get to those businesses. And had it, you know, had the funds reached those businesses, they would have perhaps survived. So 40% of Black-owned businesses, 20% of women-owned business, by the way, you all know I'm tracking those numbers, why? Because one, I'm black, and two, I'm a woman, in case you didn't know. Okay, mm -hmm. and then keep going. <laughs> the coronavirus testing, uh, $25 billion, and that would add $16 billion to the $9 billion that has already been spent. Now, even though we're talking about stimulus and bailout, I like talking about billions. Billions and trillions, I like just the way Bs and Ts roll off my tongue. Billions and trillions. So what say you, Alfred, about this uh, you know, presentation that is on the table. Um, you know, what, what, what are your thoughts about this? Well, let me tell you what, what happened with that. So this is the HEROES Act. This is the third of the major coronavirus stimulus packages that, again, was uh, uh, passed by the House. $3.2 trillion package. So the question becomes, well, if they came out of recess in July and they passed this legislation in the House, why are we where we are now? Where we are now is that the GOP-controlled Senate did not want to spend $3.2 trillion. Their initial proposal was only $1 trillion. They, they, they did not want to give the maximum amount of unemployment um, support, federal unemployment support. Um, they wanted to minimize that, not only in terms of the amount, I think the original proposal was $200, but in terms of who could get it because of their 
stated fear, I don't happen to think it's valid, that somehow people are going to be dissuaded from taking a job and, and, suppose, and, and just go for the unemployment money. Um, I don't think that's the case. I think people that can work want to go back to work, but they also want to go back safely. They, they, want to, they don't want to feel like they're putting their family at risk when they do. So what you had was, is a, a $2 trillion price tag gap, and then you had differences on the policies along the way. And, and the frustrating part for all of us as Americans is, is that you would think, given the, you know, the crises that many families are in um, across the country, you would think that our elected officials could come up with a way to get this thing done. And, well, you know, we are where we are. Yeah. Because um, yeah. again, my point, uh, you know, in our earlier segment about while we have to hold our elected officials accountable, we have to hold government account, accountable, That's we great. have to hold the president accountable. This is not about letting government off the hook. That's right. But at the same time, you, if, you, if you rely on that, you could lose hope. So yeah. you know, balance holding your elected officials accountable with having some faith that God mm -hmm. is still in control, God will provide, and you need to be ready for that when it happens. Yeah, yeah. So, and you know what? So, you know, the things that I think are most of interest to communities of color, to our folks, are the student loan deferral, payroll yeah. tax, uh, evictions and unemployment benefits. So I just want to share um, this. So with the House of Representatives and Senate um, unable to agree um, in terms of that package, one of the things, or I should say two orders um, can be immediately enforced, or the two that can be immediately enforced, I should say, is the student loan deferral and then the payroll tax cut. So the student loan deferral extended for an additional three months via the CARES Act, and then payroll tax cuts um, deferred, not eliminated, but deferred until December 31st for those making less than um, 100000 I think it was 104000 per year, um, and only Congress has the power to change the law. So I wanted to kind of just share that and present that. I don't track all the numbers, but I thought that was, uh, you know, really interesting because those are the things that I think our communities are most interested in. Student loan, payroll tax, um, this evictions and unemployment that we need to touch on before we wrap. But right. yeah, what say you, Alfred? Well, the, the evictions is huge. Uh, because if people are become homeless, all bets are off in terms of getting this economy back on track. Yeah. Let's make it clear. You even if you are currently working, even if you are quote unquote in the have group, the doing fine group, yeah, all lost for everybody if the economy collapses. So under no circumstances can people be allowed to be homeless because that really tilts the economic table practically on its head, mm -hmm. um, on its side. Uh, but the other thing you talk about the payroll protection tax or the payroll deduction um, moratorium and the student loan forgiveness. First of all, student loan forgiveness, everybody wants that. Everybody wants student loan forgiveness. That was a crisis before the pandemic. Or, or we want Robert Smith, or we want Robert just yeah, the right. Yeah, yeah. Somebody. Somebody. That was a crisis before the pandemic. And that's the other thing. Many of the crises that are being revealed by the pandemic were a crisis before the pandemic. Right. Um, it's a crisis, the pandemic has created a sense of urgency, but it was always a crisis. But the, the, the other thing is that, and this goes back to our the conversation about the urgent versus the importance. The, the uh, payroll tax moratorium or, you know, or payroll tax cuts that are being again deferred and not eliminated, um, that's how our social security is financed. 
So we have uh, one party promising, and you know which one it is, that if he is reelected, he will eliminate that period. And the question becomes, if he eliminates that period, how is Social Security going to be funded? How is Medicare going to be funded? So this is a great example of how what sounds like a great idea why we're in crisis is like, do whatever you got to do. It's urgent, may not be the best thing for us as a nation or you, you as an individual in the long run, which is why that balance between the A team, which is focused on the urgency versus yeah. the B team that's focused on the long term implications for wealth creation, financial security and opportunity going forward is such an such an such an important point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, this is so, it's un, it's so unfortunate where we are, but it's, um, I mean, but we are here. We are where we are. And, uh, and I'm glad we have an opportunity to really um, have conversation about it. I think a lot of people are, uh, part of the problem is we don't keep track of really where we should be tracking. And, and to your point, we should be holding our uh, holding lawmakers uh, accountable. Alfred, you know that I'm super passionate about this. You, when yes. we, you invited me to your show and we talked about it, but this is the opportunity. In fact, if we had to give a call to action, everybody, we're online everywhere um, at Be Lifted Up Radio. And um, here's the, the action. It is to write or email your elected official, you have the opportunity to do that year round. It doesn't have to be an election year. It doesn't have to be when there is uh, you know, a stimulus or a bailout, but you have a responsibility and an opportunity. In fact, it's an opportunity first. It's when you vote or when you elect um, a public official to represent you, you are saying, I believe that you could represent my interests. And so it's perfectly fine to call your, uh, your, your congressperson, um, you know, first you could call your state official, but you could also, I mean, I'm a fan of call, call members of Congress. They take calls. Um, you can also write. Uh, I will give you one resource that I am tracking now. It's called Countable. And Countable, you can enter your zip code and it tells you who your three uh, government officials are for you know where you live. And then you can email them right from the app. You can call them right from the app. And you can track the bills and how they are voting. How powerful is that? Uh, sidebar, I am not a political, nor am I political, but I just really appreciate having learned about civics. And uh, as an adult, as an as an adult woman, just partially from being embarrassed that I didn't know. Anybody else did not know and did not take that course and did not have understanding on how laws are made? Well, yeah, that was me. And so just in the last few years, I've just become... You know, a real you're so young. You didn't have Schoolhouse Rock like I did. I didn't. <laughs> yes, I'm a bill. I am only a bill. Never happened to that. You know, we need. They should bring that back during quarantine time. That would make us all happier on Saturday mornings if we're going to be hunkered down. Right. That's right. But Schoolhouse Rock, we need it. <laughs> That's a good idea. All right. So listen, um, yeah, this is this is really good. But, uh, you know, I, I do think it was it, it's helpful to sort of talk through it. So I'm glad, Alfred, you and I can chat um, yes. through these things. But I, I am also grateful that there is something we could do. And I think, you know, again, just reaching out to our local 
you know, our local official and just chime in even on this thing right now. It's very appropriate. So, um, so that said, I think we're going to wrap and, um, and then we're going to come back. But what I love about this show right now is we're talking about finances and we're talking about faith and it's the juicy conversation that is so relevant for not just information and education and entertainment, but really for, um, I'm going to say expanding our life and our livelihood and really living a much more meaningful life. So that's like an abundant life. An abundant life. There see, you go. See how we did it? See how that worked? <laughs> yeah. High five. High five. All right. And so stay right there, everybody. We will be right back. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Hi, I'm Dee Marshall. And I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. Catch us every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on HUR Voices, Sirius XM Channel 141 for Be Lifted Up. Your guide to living an abundant life. Thanks for joining us for Be Lifted Up Radio. We just had a powerful, powerful conversation not only about the stimulus, the economic stimulus during the coronavirus crisis, but also where your mind and your heart and your spirit should be. Um, and, we, and we want to leave you with this idea that you need to be hopeful about your future because God is in control of your future. That's right. That's right. That's right. In fact, um, the word of the Lord says in Proverbs nineteen twenty one, it says, many are the plans of the mind of man, but it is the Lord's purpose that will prevail. So stay encouraged. Um, again, I am DC Marshall at DC Marshall, and he is Alfred Edmund Jr. and online um, at Alfred Edmund Jr. And we are at Be Lifted Up. So if you're on IG, just wave at us, say hello, and that, and whatever it is that you were able to take away, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So That's Be Lifted Up Radio on IG on Twitter and on Facebook. You can find us all there. Be Lifted Up Radio. The letter B. Be Lifted Up Radio. Thanks Take for care. listening. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life.